Praise God. And I believe beyond any doubt that everybody listening to me tonight, God is going to touch and transform your life. Thank you everybody for being part of this awesome, awesome service. Hallelujah. I want you to look at somebody beside you and say to them, I have had enough. Look at somebody beside you and say to them, I have had enough. Just look at somebody beside you and say, I have had enough. I have had enough. Praise God. I have had enough. One of the things that you get to understand and realize is that in life, there is a season, there is a time where everybody comes to a place where they would have said, I have had enough. It might be that you have been in one season for a long time and you are craving to see yourself coming to another dimension. You see a person speaking and saying, I have had enough of this season. It might be that you are in a place where you are crying that God brings you to that dimension of possibilities. You are crying for God to bring you to that dimension of possibilities. Somebody will say, I have had enough. Let me see somebody decree and say, I have had enough. I have had enough. I have had Enough. Praise God. Mantos Kabali Barus Ebontan Badai. I want you to quickly take your Bibles tonight to the book of First Kings chapter 19. I'll read portion scriptures and I'm going to explain as I go. My God. Verse 14, Elijah said, And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord of hosts because of the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant and thrown down thine altars and slain thy prophets and thy sword. And even I only am the only prophet left. They seek my life to take it away. Look at Jonathan said, They seek my life to take it away. They seek my life to take it away. Praise God. Praise God. Verse 4 of that verse 19, chapter 19, First Kings chapter 19. Alright, we read from verse 1. And, and Ahab told Jezebel that, that all Elijah had done and with and without how he had slain the prophets with the sword. And Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me and more also, if I make not thy life as my life of one of them that you have slain tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he saw that he rose and went for his life, and came to Beersheba, and behold, to Judah. 
and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey unto the wilderness and came and sat down on a juniper tree. And he requested for, the, for himself that he might die and said, it is enough. Look at your neighbor and say, it is enough. Now, O oh Lord, take my life for I am not better than my father's. For I am not better than my fathers. The scripture where we've read, the Bible is bringing us to a man called Elijah. A man considered to be one of the greatest prophets that ever lived. Elijah was a man, when you read your Bible, who walked in uncommon power. Who walked in unusual dominion, the dimensions of the spirit spirit that Elijah operated were phenomenal. Elijah is one of the men who even spiritually, when you read your Bible, uh, when tra the, the, the transfiguration happened, the Bible says Moses came as the leader and as the pioneer of the law and Elijah came as the leader and the pioneer of the prophetic. It means that even when it comes to the scrolls or the statutes of the prophetic, Elijah Elijah was not just a prophet. Elijah was a dimension of the prophetic. That when grace and the law was to be, was to be, was to be uh, united as Jesus came to fulfill the law. The Bible tells us that Elijah comes in that very same dimension and the Bible says that Elijah comes and he unites the law and the grace. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, Elijah comes in that very same place because you have to understand that when we talk about the prophetic, the prophetic is a dimension that makes the word of God to become tangible. The prophetic is the dimension that allows or that makes whatever that is God's, God's mind, it makes it to become tangible and to become a reality. Praise God. It makes it to become tangible and to become a reality. So from where we read, the Bible tells us that Elijah, after he had killed the prophets of Baal, Elijah, after he had done justice to the injustice that was being done over the things of God. Oh, Jesus. The Bible tells us that after fulfilling an assignment, his obligation of service, to men, his obligation of service as it comes to humanity. The Bible tells us that Elijah comes to a place where he felt he has done his duty and instead of him celebrating what he had done, instead of Elijah coming to a place where he celebrates the work he had done, the Bible tells us that Elijah receives a message from Jezebel in the spirit. When you read your Bible, specifically on 1 Kings 1 verse 19, the Bible says, And Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah 
And the Bible says, and Elijah, when he saw this, so when Elijah saw the conspirings of Jezebel, that Jezebel wanted to kill Elijah the very same way Elijah had killed the prophets. The Bible tells us that Elijah, looking at this, Elijah had to run and Elijah had to leave the vicinity. Uh, Elijah had to leave the land. And the Bible says he ran as far as he could. And in the place as he was running, the Bible tells us that he reached a place which was called, which there was a tree which was the juniper tree. Uh, look at your neighbor and say he ran and he hid on a place that had what they called the juniper tree. And the Bible tells us that while Elijah was on the juniper tree, he began to speak to God and Elijah said to God that it is better that I sleep with my fathers for I am not better than my fathers. Here is a man who who has just done victory, here is a man who should be celebrating his accolades. Here is a man who should be celebrating what the works he has done. Here is the man who should be celebrating the great efforts of what he has done. But instead of celebrating, Elijah is at a place where he is mourning. Elijah is at a place where he is now comparing himself with his father. Does listen to me. Elijah, in whatever he was doing, I believe that Elijah was, uh, was, was, was striving to be better than that of his fathers. I believe Elijah, in whatever he was doing, whatever Elijah was striving to become, Elijah was striving to live a better life than his fathers. Whatever Elijah was striving to become, Elijah wanted to be better than the, of, of, the, of, 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 of the works of his fathers. He wanted to be greater than those that came before him. And at this time, he has done what nobody has done, silencing the risings and silencing the uprisings that children of Israel were doing against God. And the Bible tells us that instead of him celebrating, he received the news. Have you ever been at a place where you have come from work and you have worked very hard? And in as much as you have worked very hard, you arrive at home and the very same people you are working for, the very same people you are sweating so that there can be enough on the table for them to eat, the very same people that you are working very hard that there can be enough for them to enjoy, you arrive and you feel as if they do not honor you. You arrive and feel as if they do not appreciate your efforts. You arrive and feel as if they do not even see uh, an iota of everything you are trying to do for them to have a comfortable life. 
Have you ever been as a man of God come to a place where you can strive, get into intercession, pray for people, strive to see their lives become better, but you are surprised that at the end of the day, no matter what you are trying to do, instead of people appreciating what you are doing, rather they will make you feel as if you are incompetent. They will make you feel as if whatever you are doing is of non-effect. Have you ever come to that place where you sit down and think it is better for me not to do what I'm doing? It is better for me not to sit down because it seems as if whatever that I'm doing is not making a difference. Uh, have you ever come to a place where you sit down and cry looking at the people you've helped in life and everybody you've helped in life nobody's appreciating you rather they're the people that are causing you more pain have you ever sat on that place have you ever sat on that seat and your, your, your tears are coming down? You are asking yourself, but what is it that I have done for me to be repaid evil out of the good that I have done? Have you ever been in that position where you are asking yourself, Lord, what is it exactly that I have done to deserve this kind of treatment? Lord, what have I done to deserve this kind of treatment? I have tried everything I can. I've tried to be the best that I can. I've tried to help the best way that I feel that I can help. But it seems as if instead of being appreciated, my face is being spitted on. But in the same place, you can't withhold you going to work. In the same place, when you look at yourself as a man of God, you can't stop praying for the very same people that are being un unappreciative. Because you feel it's an obligation. You feel it's a duty. You feel you have to do it if their lives have got to be changed. You feel as if it's a pain pose. You taking care of your brothers, your sisters, taking care of your family. The very same people that are causing you pain. It seems as if it's your pain pose and your obligation. But when it comes to you being appreciated, you are not feeling yourself being appreciated. When it comes to you being appreciated, you feel as if they don't appreciate you enough. And at the end, you'll be asking yourself, Lord, what is it that I have done? At the end of the day, you'll be asking yourself, should I continue being this good kind of a person? At the end of the day, you are asking yourself, uh, should I continue going to where these children of mine are unappreciative? Uh, you look at your children, uh, instead of them understanding that whatever you've put on the table, you have toiled very hard, even as you are at the workplace, your bosses are you treating you, people are treating you as if you are nothing. And at the end of the day, the reason you are striving so that those around you can have a better life. 
but it seems as if you are not being appreciated. It seems as if you are not being appreciated. And the Bible says Elijah went and he said on the juniper tree after he heard that Jezebel wants to kill him. And the Bible says Elijah said to God it is enough. Lord it is enough. Haven't I done everything that you want me to do? Lord, haven't I, haven't I strived? Haven't I done everything that any normal person can do? What more do you want from me, Lord? It is enough. It is enough. Elijah looks at God and said, God, it is enough. I believe his tears were rolling down his eyes and he was looking at himself and looking at his fathers and Elijah said I'm not better than my fathers throughout my life all I wanted was to be better than those that went before me throughout my life all I wanted was to be better than my fathers all I wanted was to bring a life to those that are coming to build a legacy that was better than the legacy that my fathers left all my life all I wanted was to leave a legacy for the coming generation a legacy that nobody has ever ever dreamt if all, if, if, if my children understood that, uh, do I have a mother and a father saying if my children understood that the life they are living, the life they are living every day uh, in my days of existence, uh, this was luxury, but I'm trying everything that I can, that they can live a better life. But if only they can know, I'm not better than my father's. Sometimes I believe Elijah was saying the very same way I was looking down on my fathers is the very same way my children are looking down on me. Uh, if Elijah was submitting to a certain man of God, I believe he would say the very same way I was looking down on my spiritual parent is the very same way I believe these people are doing on me. Uh, I, I am no better than my fathers. Everybody you see when they are trying to work hard. One of the things that will be at the back of their mind is I want my children. I want to live a life that is better than the life that I lived. When I grew up. That is the desire of a lot of people. When you see people going to work, when you see people striving, when you see people working two jobs, when you see people working at a place where they are being, they, they are being ill-treated, at a place where small children are, are the children of their bosses are speaking ill words at them, but they keep striving. What they're saying is, I can't live the life that I lived when I was growing up. The, 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 their desire is to live better than their brothers, to live better than their fathers. But nothing is painful. Nothing is painful. Being at a place 
where it seems like all of your efforts are going down the drain. Nothing is painful where it seems like everything you are trying to do It's amounting to nothing. And Elijah, while he was there, he said, I'm not better than my fathers. It's better I die. And while he was there, he reminds me of Jesus. The Bible tells us at a place where Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane. And he was about to be at a place where he's about to fulfill his purpose. And the Bible says Jesus looked in the heavens and said, God, if it is possible, let this cup pass. Him looking at the assignment of what he has been sent to do by the very same people, he has been sent for. Seems as if they do not appreciate the effort of why he has come. Jesus looks and says, Lord, if it is possible, can this cup pass? He knows that whatever is about to do is not about himself. He knows that whatever is about to do is for generations to come. But something at the back of his mind is telling him, is it worth it? Is it worth it for you to die? Is it worth it for you to go? Why are you carrying everybody on your shoulders? And it seems as if everybody you are carrying, they are not concerned. Everybody you are carrying... They don't even recognize that the burden, the scars you have are not because of you. The scars are because of everybody you are trying to carry. Have you ever looked at yourself and looked at a lot of expenses you have and you look at the expenses and you are saying all of these expenses are not really mine uh, of the people that I'm carrying. You look at the scars and you look around yourself. You say all oh, these scars are not really my scars. These are scars of people around me. If I didn't have people around me I wouldn't be having all these scars. If I had not taken responsibility of everybody around me, I wouldn't be having all these cars. But I want to assure you that there is life in purpose. Elijah looked at himself and says, Lord, I'm the only prophet left. I'm the only one who, who, who is taking care of this burden. Elijah felt overwhelmed. Like somebody listening to me this wonderful morning, you, you are feeling overwhelmed. You are feeling as if everything is dropping down on you. You are feeling like you are carrying the whole world on your shoulders. And Elijah said, Lord, I'm the only prophet left. 
Lord, I'm the only one who is carrying this responsibility. Lord, I'm the only one who's carrying this responsibility in my family. And God looked at Elijah and said, Elijah, I want you to understand something. Elijah, I want you to know something. I know you are carrying a burden. I know you are carrying a responsibility. But I want you to know something, Elijah, that I have a greater purpose for you. The reason why you are going through this season where you are feeling overwhelmed, the reason why you are going through this season where you are feeling like the whole world is on your shoulders is because the Lord is about to take you to the next level. The reason why you are going through this uh, uncontrollable vicissitudinous change of emotions. You are feeling so much overwhelmed. You are feeling even suicidal. It is because if you can hold on, there is a season you are about to enter into. The Bible says, despite all these complainings, God looked at Elijah and God said, Elijah, sit down. I want you to calm down your spirit. I believe this is the time. I believe this is the time when if you read your Bible, you realize that you realize that Jesus, while he was in this position, that is where Jesus says, if it is possible, Lord, let this cup pass. Lord, if it is possible, let this cup pass. Let this cup pass. And he said, not, not, let not my will, but let your will be done. God said, Elijah, sit down. And Elijah was given spiritual food to revive his energy. And he was surprised instead of God killing him and him being with his fathers. The Bible says God began to give Elijah another assignment. Elijah was saying, I'm not better than my fathers. Elijah was saying, God, can you just take me? I'm not better than my fathers. And I heard the Lord speak to Elijah and said, Elijah, I'm not yet done with you. I heard the Lord speak to Elijah and the Lord said, Elijah, we are not yet finished. There is an assignment I am sending you to. There is something that I want you to do. I'm not yet done with you. And the Lord said, Elijah, you are going to anoint Elisha. Elijah, you are going to anoint Hazel. Elijah, you are going to anoint Jehu. Elijah, I'm not yet done. In the time where you are feeling overwhelmed, you are feeling as if you have failed. 
You are feeling as if the whole world is against you. You are feeling as if everybody has rejected you. You are feeling as if everybody you have been standing up against is not standing up for you. You are feeling as if your world is crashing. You are feeling as if every responsibility of everybody is on you. I want you to understand that Lord is giving a purpose for generations to come. God said, Elijah, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Elijah, yes, it is enough. Yes, you have been at a place where you're feeling like you are the only one who was responsible. But I want you to anoint more people. I am raising more people to be standing on with you. Your assignment will not just be on you. Elijah, I'm raising Hazel. Elijah, I'm raising Elisha. Elijah, I'm raising Jehu. I want you to know that there is a season that God is bringing you into. I want you to know that there is a season that God is taking you into. Am I talking to somebody? There is a season that God is bringing you into. And in that season, you are about to experience another dimension of God's grace. In that season, you are about to experience another dimension of God's uncommon grace. Am I communicating to somebody tonight? I said, am I communicating to somebody tonight? You are about to experience another dimension of his grace. You are about to experience another dimension of his anointing. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. There is another dimension. There is another dimension. There is another dimension. I said, there is another dimension. Your situation cannot remain like this. There is another dimension. Am I communicating to somebody? Yes, you've been going through all these emotions. You've been going through all these emotions. You have not been understanding what is happening. But I've come to speak to you tonight. The Lord is taking you into another place. I've come to speak to somebody. The Lord is taking you into another kind of a situation. Where you are about to experience an uncommon, an unusual dimension of the anointing. You are about to experience an uncommon experience. The Lord is taking you into the next level of your life. The Lord is taking you into the next level of your dimension. I decree and I declare by the power of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, you are not going to end now. The next season of your life, burdens are being lifted. Child of God, I want you to believe. I want you to hold on to the faith. Your situation is not the end. I want you to know God has a better plan of your life. I want you to know God has a better plan of your destiny. I decree and I declare by the power of the Holy Ghost, be revived, be charged again. There is a new season. Be revived, be charged again. The Lord God is opening up new doors for you. In the name of Jesus, I want you to look at your neighbor. I want you to look at yourself and say to yourself, 
This is not the end. I'm not going to end here. The Lord God is opening up a way where there seems to be no way. The Lord God is opening up a door where there seems to be no door. I decree and I declare in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, be thou lifted. I say, be thou lifted. Be thou lifted. In the name of Jesus, better is the end of the matter than the beginning of the matter. Lift up your voice and decree and declare. It's not the end. Yes, I'm enough of this situation, but the Lord is speaking to you. It's not the end. It's not the end. It's not the end. It's not the end. Akola Baraskataya. Ebrande Kantos Kalai. Zaloka Pareda Kayatai. I decree new doors are opening. I decree by the power of the Holy Ghost. The Lord is opening new doors. The Lord is opening a new dimension over your life and destiny. Yes, you are enough. You have gone through enough. It is enough. A new door is opening. A new door is opening. Do you believe that a new door is opening? In the name of Jesus, I believe in miracles. I believe that God is doing something uncommon. I believe that God is doing something unusual. I believe that God is doing something common. In the name of Jesus, I decree and I declare, receive that uncommon dimension. In the name of Jesus, I speak into your destiny. I speak into your life. By the power of the Holy Ghost, you are entering a new season. In the name of Jesus, praise God. Praise God. I speak the grace and the anointing of God over your life and over your destiny by the power of the Holy Ghost. I pray for you that the next season is going to be awesome. I want to pray for everybody who feels as if they've gone through enough in life. I want to pray for everybody who feels as if they've gone through so much burden. I want you to lift up your hands wherever you are. Let me pray with you. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. I speak your grace. I speak your anointing. Lord, thank you for touching that man. Thank you for touching that woman. Thank you, Mary God, for changing and transforming their lives in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for bringing them to a place of rest. Lord, we thank you for bringing them to a place of uncommon and unusual dimensions of the Spirit. Thank you, my Father, by the power of the resurrected Christ. I speak grace. I speak uncommon and unusual operations of the Spirit. May the blessing of the Lord be seen manifest over your life and destiny. New seasons are opened for you. New seasons are open for you. In the name of Jesus. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. And the Lord open up doors for you. I decree and I declare. That shall be your portion. 
in Jesus' name. May God bless you. May God be with you. May you have an awesome festive season. I decree uncommon grace. I decree unusual operations and manifestations of the Spirit. A new season has been opened for you. May the Lord bless you. Thank you for joining us.